Boom, coming in, chinch. Friday. No, no, we're not coming in chinch. We're coming in Friday morning, baby. <laughs> Friday morning. Let's go. What, what used Let's to be go. called Fun Bag Friday. It's still Fun Bag Friday to me. Nah, it, it yeah, every day's fun. Dude, every day's, every day's, <laughs> every fun, day's bag fun Bag Friday. Friday. Every day's Fun Bag Friday. <laughs> That's so good. Hey, so I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with CBSSportsLine.com today for our stats. I'm not going to ESPN because it, they freaking auto-played all day yesterday. I know. It's so annoying, dude. They You're out, jump ESPN. They try to jump into our, do you try to jump into our, our broadcast with no, <laughs> yeah. uh, no sponsorship money. Yeah, we got, you like, uh, you know, Mr. Clean ads running on there. We're not getting paid for that. <laughs> Fuck. Come on. Mr. Clean Anyway, all right, so we got a, a wacky day of baseball ahead of us today. Oh, wait, wait, which bat is that? Is that the oh, same? This is, my world, this is my World Series bat. Yeah. Yes. Which, which bat should I get? Let me, you know what I'm going to get? Get a different one. Yeah. All right, let me see. Is that the Eddie oh, Vedder guitar oh, over there? No. Uh, no, that's a Metallica. Metallica guitar. Oh, sorry. I, I co- oh, no, covered, that's not my covered, Eddie Vedder guitar. That's my Metallica guitar. Dude, I covered Metallica 2015 down in San Fran. I, they, they auctioned off the guitar they played the Star Spangled Banner with. Dude, I got it for like 1500 bucks. What? Oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. The auction. You told me that story Incredible. once. I think. Yeah, dude. It was it was yeah. auctioned off in the stadium. I'm like, I'm taking that thing. Nice. What this is, is this? Ken, what? This is my junior bat, dude. Ken Griffey Junior bat. Oh. But dude, you, look, look, look Wait, at. Wait, is the, that um, how he? Is that how he yeah, takes his bat is, up? This oh, is how he taped well, You guys got to go to our YouTube junior, page. Dude, Junior could tape his bat. Look dude. at that. He used to crisscross it. He taught me how to do it. I started taping my bats like this Whoa. after I played with Junior because it was cool, man. It, it was definitely a nice trip. But he would. He would, you know, rip the tape in half and then start at the bottom and then crisscross it up. Yeah, isn't that cool? Wow. You know what I did, like, when I was in high school? I used tennis grip. I loved tennis grip. Did you ever use that? Tony, uh, well, that's what they use now, you know, but Tony, oh, the lizard grip now, but Tony Gwynn, I have a bat from Tony Gwynn. It's a 32 inch bat with tennis, with a tennis grip on it. Wow. His, his bat yeah. was 30. What else you got? Go, go. Give me one more. Oh, before. Dude, well, I got, well, look, this is cool too. Hang on, let me see. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it looks what so nice. Oh, jeez. I got Albert Pools. Oh. 700, baby. Let's go. Wow. This is a M, this is a M, this is an Albert Pools M9. This is when he was with St. Louis, though. Let's get some back. This is like wow. early Albert Pools. Wait, and so. Then he, go and ahead. Then, oh, dude, 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 I got something for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is incredible. This is incredible bat history right here. I don't yeah, know how the it. conversation went here, but this is no, great. No, let's go. So this right here. So, okay, this is great, bro. So this <laughs> this bat I used in the World Series, right, mm-hmm. is an old hickory bat. Now, now obviously, Pujols used Marucci for the last 10 years, but before Marucci was out, Jack Marucci hadn't met, invented Marucci yet. Pujols was using this old hickory bat. Okay. Well, look at this. If you can see it, the, you know, you when like the bat is an AP1. Mm. I used an AP1. Albert Pujols won. You did AP one. Yeah, I used Pujols' model wow. in the old Hickory because it was such a good model. I can't remember. Oh, Carlos Guillen used it on the on the Tigers. Oh, okay. I'm like, bro, I love that bat. And and then Polanco was using it, but this is what Pujols swung before. Wow. He swung an M three fifty six. Wait, he signed that for you. That he signed that for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, Wait, go. walk me through how that works. What do you do when he gets to first base? You ask him. What do I do? I hold guys on and go, "Hey, what's <laughs> up, bro? Way to swing it. Hey, listen, can you send a bat over real quick? Sign." And they're like. Yeah, no problem. Has no anybody, one's ever said no. Oh, I was gonna say nobody's uh, ever said no. Or, or, oh, dude, look, 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 look. This is cool too. This is a thirty-four and a half, thirty point, thirty-two point three ounce bat. Wow. So Pools must have liked thirty point, thirty-two point three. Like that matters. He's yeah, not swinging a thirty-two three. point. It matters, dude. That point. Why? Three is exactly. Why? I, 
just because it's whatever it is you, you take so many swings that point one matters i don't know like i, I used to swing i used to get bats that were like 32.1 sometime or 31.9 it felt lighter crazy you know what's weird to me when i was uh when i actually was decent in baseball in college and, and baseball bats the, the the metal bats are different there were three three to four uh ounce difference right so right, right. i would i i had a i should have you know, as a smaller guy, thirty three thirty was pretty much my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. But instead, I, for some reason, I felt better swinging a thirty four thirty one and choking up an inch, which is weird because it's the exact that makes it <laughs> that makes it thirty three. But yeah, yeah. but I just I felt stronger and had more control of the bat if I did it one ounce higher, uh, one ounce higher, one inch, but with one inch choked up. Isn't that uh, weird? Dude, I guess yeah, it's all about you, feel too, right? You get more, yeah. Well, bonds and the, the guys that choke up, you know, just you, you just have more bad head control. Yeah. So. Well, all right. there's your lesson. Like, wow. like, like, like. How about this segue? Like you were on Alvarez had yesterday, bro. Whoa. When he hit another two run bomb. How about that against, against Castillo and the Mariners, bro? Why are you pitching to this guy? Let's why go. Are you Keep going. To, Keep going. Why Finish are you your pitching thought. to Jordan Alvarez? Castillo had such good stuff for the Mariners. Really rolling. Hadn't you know? Was punching tickets. Kyle Tucker ended up taking him deep, but it was a really only the only blemish. And then I think it was in the sixth inning, Pena bloops one to center, and then Alvarez comes up. He throws him a first pitch sinker at ninety eight, but Alvarez is all over it. And he goes, you know, to that Crawford box in, in left field in Houston. It's so short, dude. He loves to go to left center, and mm-hmm. they were just the only way to beat him is in. And also, he does well in, like you saw against Robbie Ray. But, like, if you can beat him with a two-seamer in, dude, I was like, they cannot go back there again. And Castillo comes back again, whatever yeah. that was, 98, middle away, and he goes deep in the Crawford boxes. Turned out to be the difference. Oh. You've let Alvarez – if you're Scott Service, you've let you've let Jordan Alvarez beat you in game one Mm-mm. and in game two. Like Can't do that. I'm intentionally walking that guy, dude. There's not – listen, Bregman can beat you, but there's not – that lineup isn't as nasty as no. it used to be. No way, to not even close. You don't have Correa. Michael Brantley's not in it. You know what I mean? Like, there's uh, – Springer's not in it anymore. So, like, there's only a few guys going to beat you. Bregman's a guy right now that, that's pretty hot. He could beat you. Altuve hasn't got a hit in the series yet. And Alvarez is the one guy I can't let him beat me, even if there's – even if there's two guys on base, I got to think about intentional, you know, an unintentional, intentional mm. walk. Maybe see if he'll chase something. But I can't let him beat me game one and game two. No. Come no. on. That's like last week in the football game. Like, oh, let's let Travis Kelsey score four touchdowns. Wait, hold yeah. on. He's the only player you have to stop right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, dude. Exactly. I, uh, that's great. Great analysis right there. You locked yeah. in. Did you watch that whole game? Yeah. You seem very locked uh, in. I watched, I watched a lot of it. Yeah, I did watch a lot of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right, it was a... Enjoyed it. All right, so let's go. Let's move to uh, the Bronx, the boogie down. So Yankees fans who had tickets to yesterday's game went bananas on Twitter when they canceled it. As soon as they canceled it, I mean, curse words, some stuff you don't want to say in front of your kids because (laughs) it was supposed to be a 7 p.m. or 7.30 start Eastern. Right. And then so when it gets postponed, they moved it till 1 Eastern today. So fans went yeah. crazy because, you know, if you're a dad or a mom, you, you're going to take your kid the night before. Now, boom, I got to work the next day. Everybody's got to yeah. work these days with the with the inflation yeah. you got going over there. So people are so mad. <laughs> Seriously. So you lose a little bit of a home field advantage today if you're the Yankees. Plus that extra day 
it is Cortez, but like, what is this? Does it screw them up? Does it screw the gardens up? Who got who, yeah. who got the advantage of the rainout? I guess is my question. Uh, uh, I think that maybe the advantage went because of the you know the, listen that Yankee Stadium crowd is that's a, that's a real home field advantage. If mm. there's anywhere in the anywhere you know around uh, that's a home field advantage, it's it's in New York, right? Because you know mm. those guys, the Bronx Zoo, but people are nuts out there. They yeah. love the other the Yankees. So a one o'clock game is definitely different than a seven o'clock game, especially because they're probably missing out on some tailgate time. You know what I'm saying? Chips, <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? I know exactly. A couple bubbles. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, dude, I, I think I think a little bit. I think a little bit the Yankees. Uh, you know, they the, the, the Cleveland gained a little bit of an advantage going to play at that 1 o'clock game. I remember in 2006, bro, we played game one Yankee Stadium. i never forget, Derek Jeter went 5 for 5. Homer's last about one of the coolest things I've ever seen <laughs> when the whole place was chanting, Derek Jeter. I was like, wow, this is cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we lost game one in D- when I was with the Tigers. Game two gets rained out. Game three, we come back, play a day game, and we win. Uh-huh. And, then we, and we and we get the one one split. We go back to Detroit and win the series. So, you know, this uh, going to be interesting to see what happens today. Nestor Cortez going against Shane Bieber. Bieber's obviously got some great stuff too. It's going to be a great uh, great game. But I, I think it, it definitely, if anything, it helps the Indians just because of the of, of the one o'clock start. But mm. at the end of the day, bro, the Indians' offense has got to get going, dude. They have yeah. four runs in three postseason games, like, I mean, poop soup up there. Yeah. They're not doing anything. So it doesn't matter if they're playing on Mars or they're playing a, 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 a midnight game. Mm. you got to freaking swing the shillelaghs at some point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shillelaghs. Good. Good. <laughs> nice use of that word. I haven't heard that word in a while. You know, the other cool thing for the Yankees on a positive front, like, I, I could see why they started Cortez, too. First of all, like, he deserves it. But... Like, you, you couldn't do Cole Severino because they're kind of the same, right? Like a high-end right. fastball, you know, nasty right. breaking ball. Like, it, there, there's got to be something screwed up. Like, you know, as a as a hitter, you go from Cole, who's just darting as hard as he can with that tight breaking ball, and then you go to Cortez, who might be – he's like David Coney, you know? Like, right, he'll right. sideswipe you. He'll he'll do the little shimmy-shimmy like uh, Cueto <laughs> used to do. So. Right. We'll see what happens with that. Now, moving on, Atlanta and Philly. There's going to be so many off days in the series if, if they do it a certain way. But uh, what yeah. do we got there? The big This is huge. Third game, right? And we got Nola, Morton. Both guys could shut should could shut a team yeah. out this year. Oh, right? there's, so what there's do we got? no doubt. Well, and I, I, think, I think Nola's really riding the high. You mm. watch him the last you know few starts. He's been pretty dominant. Dude, let's talk about... Really quick, like the not, not the elephant in the room, but sometimes people overlook this. Dude, the Phillies are coming off an 18-day road trip right. to end the year. 14 games, the last 14 games they've played on the road. So they played the last 10, I believe, of the regular season and, and then four, you know, road uh, wow. playoff games. You got to be kidding me, dude. I don't know what I would have done, bro. I was the worst. When I would pack for a week road trip, oh. I'd be a mess. No, no clean clothes, two pairs of jeans, dirty, <laughs> yeah. got mustard stains on the jeans, freaking shirts don't wear. They smell like B.O. You smell like yeah. a cab driver. You're like, yeah. whoa, what's going on you get here? The, the you little know? green pea soup going under the yeah, pits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the pit stains going on. You, you know, you got the – it's incredible. I don't know how those guys did it, you know what I mean? But uh, – but but that's a you know they're they're probably so fired out to be wow. back in Philly. Wow, and, and those fans have not seen them play oh, in dude, a month. Basically, that place is going to be rocking, bro. <laughs> the, the, the Philly fans, man, you got they, those that you know another talk about a another home field advantage, man. That, the fans in Philly are inc- they are incredible. 
Now yeah. they will boo you at on the home field too, on the home yeah, team if true. you don't get a hit. But hey, man, I think that's one of the you know great things about the Philly fans, man. They'll boo anybody. Yeah, they now, now Santa Claus <laughs> exactly. back in the day. Now speaking of home fields, the San Diego Padres get a home playoff game against the Dodgers. We're one-one. Yeah. Snell Goslin. What do we got? Yeah, yeah. Well, Goslin's he's had such a great year. Uh, you know, you know, and, and was a little banged up there, but I believe at the end, Snell, Snell's hit or miss for me. Sometimes he goes out and dominates. Sometimes you're like, man, that, that guy's just, you know, laying it right in there. Mm. So, you know, it's going to be great though. Another thing in the Padres haven't really, haven't had a home playoff game since 2006. Right. So that'll be, it's going to be great. And, and, and the buzz around the Padres in San Diego, you know, Soto really hasn't lived up to the billing. That trade has not planned out the way they wanted it to. The bottom line is that we, as we talked yesterday, Manny Machado is the guy out there. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to beat the Dodgers, you've got to match them pitch by pitch, starting pitcher by starting pitcher, because, you know, they 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 they're really good at the top of that rotation. And like you said, Gonsolin has been really really good all season long. Yeah. So we got Cleveland Yankees is on TBS. Yeah. At, one o'clock. Uh, one o seven. Atlanta Philly is four thirty seven on FS one. Dodgers yeah. Padres. 837 FS1. I'm going to go backwards. Cleveland Yankees broadcast. You realize that's Bob Costas and Ron Darling. So this oh. fight, it, like, it's pretty much the smartest, probably the two smartest people ever in a, a, a <laughs> booth in the history of the world. <laughs> that's going to be great, dude. You listen yeah. to, whenever I talk to Ron or Bob at the, at, uh, at MLB Network, I'm like, man. Freaking, these guys are really smart. These guys are really smart. They'll drop two vocabulary words. I have no idea what they are. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Get on your phone and Google it without them looking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Bob, you're not on air. You don't need to tell me about, you know, (laughs) something I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So let's go. This is something I wanted to bring up with you. I'm going to play some sound here. I hope this works. Yeah. Ron Rivera's post game after that dog of a game by the freaking Bears. Oh, what a painful game. Seven six. Thursday nights. We talked about it yesterday. Thursday Dude. night football is bad football. It's just bad. The teams aren't prepared. Yeah. They're not ready. What's, so you're right. They're not right. Did you did you work the game last night? No, I didn't. I, I get Thursday. I don't have you to get do Thursday. Oh, you get Thursday and Thursday off. Nice, dude. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, so twelve seven game, huh? Twelve or twelve seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. So Carson Wentz has just been destroyed for the whole year. Everybody's destroying him, dogging him, saying. You know, there was a one game he got sacked like eight times, but everybody said it was just his fault. It wasn't even the line because he couldn't throw the ball. <laughs> so last night, Ron Rivera was asked about it. Guardian, what are they? Guardians? What? What are we? What are they? Yeah, yeah, they're, they they um, commanders. Commanders. See, commanders. I get the guardians yeah. and commanders because yeah. I don't want to say out loud. I don't want to say yeah, yeah, Indians and Redskins. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you feel like someone's going to shoot you, and yeah. shoot you down or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But we just did. So all right. So here's Rivera <laughs> defending Wentz after the game. You know, they played their asses off. They have. They played their asses off for everybody. They come out and they show up. They work hard. All right. They don't complain. Okay. They hear all this stuff and they got to deal with it. I get that. I respect them for it because they're resilient. They come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I don't want anything to do with Carson. Well, bullshit. I'm the fucking guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were in Indianapolis. Okay. And that's what pisses me off. Because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry. Oh, what you're hearing there is him just crashing down the stage and walking off. I'm sorry, I'm done, he said. So, here's my thing, like... All right, a couple things. Football, you're going to get more rah-rah comments like that just because it's football and that's just the nature of it. Now, my, my question to you is, like, 
when your coach goes to the, or your whatever manager or even like your GM, do you guys hear what they say? Does somebody walk into the clubhouse and go, "Hey, did you hear what uh you hear what Leland said about you just now in a press conference whatever?" How's how's that whole dynamic work when you're the player? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you hear, bro. You definitely do. It reminds me of a time you know, and listen, Car- Carson Wentz definitely heard what Ron Rivera said, and he appreciates it, and mm-hmm. he appreciates it. Now, that doesn't excuse you from being 12 for 22 for 99 yards, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, they're professional athletes. Like, you got to freaking put up numbers, yeah. you know? So, like, yeah. the reason they're talking about Carson Wentz is because he threw a pick last week on the goal line. He, you know I mean? There's a lot of things Carson Wentz is doing this year that aren't that good. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're hearing it from a fan base that wants a winner – and, you know, well, at least they, they won the game at the end of the day. You know, right, I mean, right, what, right. What, are the, what are the Bears fans saying mm. with uh, Josh Fields? He's not doing that great either. But nope. I remember, dude, I remember the, the, the one time in 2006 when I got thrown out from left field. Obviously, you know, it's one of those moments you're like, God, that like that's an embarrassing moment. You know, and I always tell people, hey, listen, when you put your, you know, when you put it out there and you put it on the line every night in front of people, you're going to be embarrassed sometimes, just like in life. You're going to be embarrassed at times. You know, it's how you bounce back. But when you have people in your corner that back you up, I remember after the game, somebody said to him, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, I prided myself on playing hard because sure. I had to. I wasn't, you know, the most athletic guy like that. I had to I had to play hard. I had to play it right. I had to make sure that I was on point every night. So I prided myself sprinting. If I ground out to the pitcher, I'd sprint to first base. Mm-hmm. So I get, when I got thrown off from the left, I just didn't realize the third baseman caught the ball. <laughs> it trickled to the left fielder. You know, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, boy, this is a, I'm ice skating a quick stand down the line. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm about to get thrown off from left. So after the game, a reporter said to Leland, asked him a question like about, hey, what do you think Casey was dogging it? And, you know, what do you think? You know, are you going to talk to him? And Leland went nuts on the reporter. He's like, you obviously don't watch baseball. If you ever think Sean Casey would ever dog it in a game, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Start dropping F-bombs on the guy. Nice. And I heard about it after the game. I, somebody came up to me and they said, one of the reporters said, I just want to, Leland, Jim Leland just went off on a reporter, you know, talking about that play. And I, and I always, to this day, you know, it was, what, 16 years later, I still yeah. am very grateful that he, he stood up for me in that way. Yeah. Now, I also, too, it also, you know, wasn't really a performance thing, too. Like I said, like Carson Wentz, right. myself, you got to find a way to still get it done. Like you have to go out there and perform. That's what the fans want to see at the end of the day. So if you're hearing, you know, if you're hearing uh, a, 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 a manager or a coach back you up, usually you're, you know, you maybe you need to get going, too. No, that's good. <laughs> you know? Great point. A great one there. That's really good. So just accountability. You know, we all got to be able to account for how we participate on the field at the end of the day. That's well said. Well said. Wait, yeah. so you ever yeah. have a coach talk trash about you in the media? No, you um, couldn't have. You no, played I too never hard. Did. I never, never, you played I never hard. had anyone, not had, ever had anyone talk trash to me. And, 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 and if they did, I would have to look at myself in the mirror and go, hey, listen, at times, if if truth is spoken and we get defensive, we really got to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, are they, tr- is it right? Are they, are they, is that true? And right. if it's not true, I move on. But it, I got to look at myself in the mirror and say, is he, is he telling the truth? Yeah. Okay, if he is, I got to make an adjustment. There you go. So you get life lessons and sports lessons from Sean Casey. It's very good. <laughs> All right, last thing. Draymond Green back at practice after jacking his boy. First yeah. of all, you saw the Jordan video, Cole. right? Did you see the video? Yeah, dude. Like it's a, that that <laughs> video is like uh, is unnerving. Yes, very much so. It's like, uh, yeah, like... like so yeah. how do you walk back into that locker room? And what do you, does he... Okay, so let's just say that happened on a team oh. you were playing on. That guy's yeah. got to address the team, right? Like he's got to sit there and he's got to. Yeah, oh, he's got to definitely, definitely address the team. 
And there, there's no place for that at all. It's such an, it's such, it looked like such an entitlement move, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, just dream on whatever happened, you know, just, you can't go over and punch a guy like that violently, you know, pra- you know, when you're that big of a human being, <laughs> right. dude, I, I saw Steve Kerr just talking about like, he was upset that it got out there. I'm like, Steve, what do you think? It's 2022. You don't yeah. think it's going to get out there? Oh, like, yeah. There's cameras everywhere. There's cameras in my bathroom. You know what I mean? That's freaking, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even, I didn't even put it there, but there's one there. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, it's incredible. So, so, I mean, like, I, I think, I think the mojo is definitely something that, cause they're talking about, you know, they want to, they want to sign Jordan Peele to a long-term deal, all this stuff. And Draymond Green's been obviously one of the leaders on that team for years. And they've won what four or five championships want to win the what, four championships with them. But mm-hmm. I, you know, th- th- there's definitely, there definitely has to be, um, you know, uh, damage control here. If you're Steve Kerr, yeah. damage control with Kerr, because they, they, you know, they pride themselves on culture out there at Golden State. Absolutely. So you know, so you know, for them, for that culture to be, you know, hit a little bit. Yeah. They got they got some work to do with the season getting ready to start. That's not a place you want to be. Right. And the other thing is, in you my just, opinion, I know it's a great point. And you also you got to think before your actions. So now, dream on. Anytime you have a bad game, this is on your this is you're wearing this tattoo for what you did. Like. You have a bad game. You start off. You start the season off slow. Oh yeah. Well, you're also a troublemaker. You punch somebody. Like you just you put yourself in a position. It's hard. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. There's some well, history emotions there. Emotions run high. Yeah, emotions run high, but you can't just. But go you can't jack punch a guy dude. in the face, especially when yeah, you're a teammate. <laughs> yeah, when you're pissed at me, Chinch, you don't come over and punch me in the face. <laughs> no, because I don't think it would do anything to your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk. We talk it through. We talk. It yeah, through. we would talk it through. <laughs> All right. So what do we got? We got Friday. What are we doing this weekend? Oh, did you uh, get tickets for a ticket? Did you oh, get tickets? Oh, dude, I got tickets, baby. <gasps> oh, I this got is tickets. big. This is big. Let's go. What happened? Let's go. I got, I got six tickets. My okay. man uh, my man Omar came through for me. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. So excited. Okay. Got my buddy Kevin Mahoney coming in from Jersey. Yeah. And uh, my sons are both coming home from college. It's going to be a great Tom weekend, Brady. Really, you get to see Tom really, Brady. And I get to see Tom Brady, football. dude. Really looking forward to that, dude. Really looking forward. Wow. I think that's why it's such a tough ticket is because, you know, Brady coming back to Pittsburgh hasn't been sure. here in a while. People are excited. Hey, dude, people are excited. Who doesn't want to see greatness? He's the greatest yeah. of all time just at the end of the day. Him. Yeah, and to just to see him play one time is going to be great, man. Yeah, really, that's really, like, really, really excited for that, dude. Yeah, that's just as much as, like, a musician, too. Like, I, my, my parents always my parents saw Elvis right before, like, the last couple yeah. of years before, and it's like, man. So you're going to be able to tell your grandkids, like, I, I saw, saw Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Pretty cool. Dude, dude, speaking of Toms, though, mm. you're talking about Elvis – I uh, my son loves Tom Petty. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Tom right, Jones. Okay. No, not Tom Jones. Not Tom <laughs> Jones. But right, right before Petty died, uh, we went and saw him. We saw oh, him six you did? months before Petty died. I Bro, that that was it was a bu- bucket list. I go, dude, we're going. Mm. I need to see Petty, and then he died. I'm like, I can't believe it. Wow, good for you. It. I was in a complete opposite boat because like every like you know when it gets to like like every season, you probably do this too. I'll start yeah. looking at who's coming to town and what's going on, yeah. you know, and so. Petty was going to be coming to, to New York, and I was like, I have, I've never seen him. i got to see him. i got to see him. But he wasn't going to be for another, like, four months or so. I was about to get tickets, and that's when he died. I never got to oh, see him. Oh, it's a killer. I love him. What's your favorite, what's your favorite Petty song? <sighs> learning to so Fly. Learning to Fly. Oh, Learning to Fly. Yeah. Bring out the wings. live version of that, and he's got an, a live anthology album. The live version is so great because, like, it gets to a point where he stops singing and just... 
It's just the audience. I love that that sound wow, of just when the they audience. sing. Oh, oh it's so just, great, dude! That, that's Did one you one of my see re- recently? Stevie Nicks played at the Ohana Festival, which is Vetter's festival out yeah, there in yeah. San Diego. Oh, it was great! And 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 Vetter came out and sang "Stop Dragging My Heart Around." Oh, that was Petty's song, right? That what was it? Jimmy Iovino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, yeah, he ended up giving it. He's like, hey, he was dating Stevie Nicks at the time, and he was like, hey, listen, mm. you want to give money? You give uh, Stevie Nicks that song. It's not really going to be a hit for you. It turned out to be the number one hit, number one hit in the country. No. And then Petty obviously sang it with her, but wow. that Petty wrote that song and sang it. Stop dragging yeah. my heart around. But to hear Vetter sing it with, sick. to hear Vetter sing it with Stevie Nicks was awesome because Vetter and, and Petty were good friends. That's sick. I have a I have a live Ohana Festival uh, album that has. Better's on it, Jack Johnson, Dave Matthews, I forgot who else. It's a great album. I play it's yeah, like great. one of the first things I put on uh on my speakers in a yard when the spring when the summer thumbs comes. Yeah, throw that album yeah. on and it's just Oh, it's so yeah. good, dude. That Ohana Festival is really cool. Yeah. I got we, we, we got we gotta get out there. I gotta get out Let's there go. next year. Let's go. Yeah, it'd be awesome. All right. Be oh, awesome. I'm late for my meeting. I'm late. late okay, late. you gotta go. You gotta go. Is <laughs> yeah. it nine o'clock? Okay, bro. See ya. <laughs> Tell Tony P and John Ants. I love him. I'll see you later, bro. Right, buddy. Love you. See ya. <laughs> see ya, buddy. Bye. <laughs>